This is Miller's Edge on Tide Cavaliers star guard Darius Garland, who has been out since December 14th with a fractured jaw, plans to return to action tomorrow, Wednesday, against the Detroit Pistons. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back. This is a Talking Tuesday on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, a.m. W. TBC Corey Miller, the pastor of pain alongside Christian Miller. And even though I can, no, I can't. I can't reach out to touch him because he's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Noah Rogers, let me get his last name correct. Noah yes, yes, Rogers yes, yes. Noah this Rogers. week is in the house running the board. Just talking to my man, Justin Jones. He's hanging out. He might be on his way to the gym. I don't know if he's Get him a good workout in. He's got his hoodie on and his slides ready to go there and try to rack, you know, 225 one time for his match. I don't know, maybe something like that. But hey guys, hope you're doing well. We got a lot to get into. Not a ton of football on this week. There's a game that we're going to pay attention to called the Senior Bowl. Christian Miller, uh, was selected to play in that game to Reese's Senior Bowl. Jim Nagy, a good friend of mine, already effort him to talk with him. Tori Gurley got it works. For them, played at South Carolina, played with Green Bay and in the league for seven years or so. Uh, he works for them, scouting players. He's got a good idea about all your Alabama Crimson Tide players. We'll catch up with him. Uh, not today. I'm probably going to hold him off till tomorrow to talk about how your Alabama football players are doing down in Mobile, Alabama. I uh, know coaches will show up. The question is, will Nick Saban show up? Justin I, Christian, was just talking about Nick Saban. Listen. Nick don't care nothing about Alabama football no more. If Nick Saban hanging out with 50 Cent and all the rappers that be cussing on their records and all that, Nick done, well, Nick done changed. Nick Saban done changed, bro. He, Nick Saban is in the rap. I mean, he used to tell me, Corey, you know, every morning, you know, I got my same playlist and Darius Rucker is one of my favorite guys, you know, and I get my moon pies and I get my Mercedes and drive to work. I listen to Darius every morning, but now, Nick Saban, the GOAT, is listening to 50 Cent. Hey, Noah, can you give me something with 50 Cent so people know? I know we got a lot of older listeners there in Tuscaloosa that love the time, but let them know, like, who he was playing with. Can you give me something? I know I'm kind of doing it, like, right off the grip, but let the people know, like, what Nick Saban now listens to when he drives to, I don't know, golf course or... Or well, that's where they were hanging out at. They were going to Reggie Jackson's Pro-Am, which I know a lot of those guys, Reggie, Big Yanks, got Mr. October. 
And we and we got this right this time. I remember I, I jumped the gun when I was uh, I saw Kristen's tweet about Coach Saban in the uh, in the at the beach in the water boogie board, and that was old. Yeah, yeah. This is not old. He actually was golfing with Fifty Cent, not only Fifty Cent, but also Travis Scott, uh, another very well, uh, you know, more of a modern rapper, if you will. But yeah, nah, man, uh, good for Coach Saban, man. Some might say a better rapper. Uh, ooh. Uh, that's Can you debatable. Coach <laughs> hey, but hey, Noah, I'm going to call you again to give me something off the grip. But the guy he actually was playing with, Travis Scott, let people know like who he was listening to with Travis Scott. Killing Travis it with Scott the copyrights early this morning. I mean, Definitely. Travis Scott's my dude, but let, let the folks know what Nick Saban was. You know, like, you can put your Bluetooth in your golf cart. Like, we don't play golf without music anymore. I mean, it's a thing now, right? You got cigars, you got your, you got your Bluetooth. Just, just do me a favor. Tur- turn your volume on your computer down so I can let your mic play, so I don't we don't get copyrighted. If you can, while he uh, while while he plays it, just turn the volume down on your computer. That uh, we got to get all this. We're about mine is down. It's all the way down. All right, good. No, give me some Travis Scott, please. He's a. Uh, He's loading it. Do you know Travis Scott, though? I'm surprised you know him. There you go. Nick Saban doing this thing. <laughs> I mean, how cool is the coach? Imagine you had a head coach like that full time now recruiting. Every player. There you go. That's my man Steve in the background, Jim. But, uh, that's pretty cool, though, right? That he's enjoying, re- you know, retirement, going out to golf, and he's hanging out with people like he probably never would normally hang out with. Can you imagine? They're like, you know, we go play these celebrity programs. You always look like who's your partner going to be, right? He gets 50 Cent or he gets Travis Scott. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But good for him, though. I'm, I'm glad he's enjoying it. Um, but you mentioned, will he be at the Senior Bowl? I think he will probably take a trip down there. He still has his guys. You've got Chris Braswell, Justin Boygbeat. I don't even have the list pulled up. I'm just going off the top of my head. Probably several others. I'm, I'm sure Will Riker's down there as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a trip down there. I definitely think Coach DeBoer will take a trip down there. Uh, Michael Penix, his former quarterback, is down there. So I'll be honest, though. I mean, I feel like this senior boy has got a lot of good football players. And, I mean, if you go back to the history of it, man, I mean, so much talent, man, through the years has gone down to Mobile. And Jim Nagy does such a great job of – Putting on a great event, like you said, you know, South Alabama does a nice uh, uh, job you know, holding the event. But Jim Nagy, man, he's he's phenomenal at running it and getting getting guys down there, you know, letting them showcase their abilities. I unfortunately couldn't physically play in the Senior Bowl because I had torn my hamstring against Oklahoma and was still recovering from that. But I was still able uh, to go down there. I was invited to go down there. I, I can't remember which team it was called, but my coaching staff was the 49ers and. Uh, the linebacker coach uh, for me down there was actually D'Amico Ryan. And, you know, he's, man, just being able to, you know, pick his brain and, and be in that meeting room with him. And uh, even though it was just for a few days, man, it was an invaluable experience. And I was really appreciative of Jim Nagy and, and everybody for putting that event on. But just, you know, kind of basically giving anybody out there a visual or an idea of how it works. I mean, you get down there as an athlete, you're meeting with all these NFL personnel and staffers, right? I mean, GMs, coaches. Uh, scouts, you name it, you know, they're asking you all types of questions. I mean, anything and everything. Um, 
But it's, it's really good, though, and it's previewing you for what's to come. It's preparing you for that next level. We'll have to see if we can get Chris uh, Braswell on here. I'm sure, if you know, I know he's busy, but maybe we can squeeze a couple minutes out of him, kind of get him to come talk uh, on the show yeah, about his experience down. down there. Um, but, you know, yeah, just a really good uh, experience for a lot of guys to showcase their abilities. And, uh, look, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of guys that go down there that really improve their draft stock. I think Chris Braswell is a guy – who could really benefit from that? I mean, you're talking about, I'm not saying limited production in college because he was extremely productive his final year, but he was like me, you know, had to wait his turn, right? Then you still had a guy like Dallas Turner around who received a lot of attention. So Chris is a guy I feel like who's just, he's just scratching the surface. And this is a phenomenal opportunity for him to go down there and compete against some of the best guys in the country. Um, I was listening to T-Town Sports Daily, the show before us, and I think they're saying, I mean, one one team, the quarterback roster is Penix, Bo Nix, Sam Hartman. I mean, you talk about star-studded, right? So uh, a, lot of, a lot of good talent down there in Mobile right now, and I'm excited for this week uh, just because it's, you know, it's closer. To, this draft time is always fun. It's exciting to kind of get into it. You know, everybody's Mel Kuyper, all these people coming up, all oh, these boards. God, it gets them on No, it, it, it gets annoying, but at the same time, it is, it's fun to see guys' lives change because, you know, You've been through it. I've been through it. And it truly is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, and it's just fun to see like guys, you know, they put in all this work for this moment. And I just remember how much it was for me, just all so much going on. It, I almost think it was, hmm, I almost would say it was way more than recruiting, right? Like recruiting felt like a lot because you're young, right? You're, you're transitioned to a grown man. You're making like big life decisions. This is kind of out of your control. Recruiting, like you get to choose, right? You get to pick where you're going if you're fortunate and have, you know, right. offers. This is like you have no control over. It. <laughs> it's like they're, I mean, they're, they are really trying to get to know you to a T. So just a, just a fun overall experience, but definitely. Well, yeah, they, I mean, here's how the NFL and draft works. I mean, they are going to try to find something, right? Something so they don't have to draft you as high. Exactly. They're trying to take away from your draft status, right? Yeah. And it's, it's what bothers me. Now we're going to talk about, oh, Michael Penix Jr.'s, his hands are, they're somewhat small. Well, oh, it's only six and two thirds. Blah, blah. <laughs> the right? hand size. I mean, is the football bigger? I mean, that's a different shape. A little, uh, come on, people. I mean, this is, this gets pathetic. I mean, it, but it goes to show you, and we'll talk about this during the combine and you go in there, as you know, socks, jocks, and T-shirts, and all these grown men with microphones in there looking you up and down. Like, you know, normally, like, I'd be like, dude, what you looking at? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they got the dictaphone, they talking, and they got the cell phones out videoing, you, you, you know, from the front and the back. And like, dude, really? I mean, but it just goes to show you that you are just like livestock. You're just an animal. <laughs> right? They just let it... Uh, can number so and so make a quarter t- turn to your right? Make a quarter <laughs> turn to your left. Oh, back up one step. I mean, what are you looking at? Really? Did you not see the daggone film? Did you not watch the game? Right? Did you see me just run by that corner that you got ranked number two in the draft? Did you watch the game? You see, for me, that's what matters. You know what I oh, wonder? Yeah. You know what I wonder? What do they do with the, the tape? So I don't know if they did this for you, but when I was at the combine, I mean, one of the many facets, like all the things they had us doing, we had to go strip down our compression shorts, right? And th- I'm not making this up. You get in front of like a camera, 
Like, it sounds crazy, but you get in front of a camera and, like, they, like, have you do your wingspan. Like, they get a, like, picture, I guess, or video, whatever, from the front. You turn to the side. Like, it gets, like, your whole stature. And I'm like. I'm telling you. I'm like, man, what is the, yeah, I but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do y'all do with this video? Like, what, like, this? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I feel comfortable hey, with listen, that. We live in a weird world today. Like, hey, bro, can you like burn that video? <laughs> hey, oh, Lord, let me stop before I get myself in trouble on <laughs> air because it's too much, right? It's just too much what goes into the whole evaluation of athletes. To me, it should be 90% what's on the table. The big guy in the sky, it does not lie. Right. That's still true today. If a guy can play football, he can play football. Oh, he's just a smidge under six foot tall. He played in the SEC. They had six, six line defensive linemen, and he threw the ball just perfectly fine. He got a 68 completion percentage. I mean, why can't he do it in the national football? But to be honest, it's not that big of a difference. I mean, mm. except you got the best in the world. And the best in the world might be sitting on the bench. That's just the way it is. You know what we should do? So, we should right. try to try to measure up some of these, like we're, if people got it right or wrong. We should look at last year's draft class. Let's just say Alabama at least. I'm telling you. And let's see. Let's see who played up to so expectations. Wrong. Yeah, let's see. Kind of. Let's do that. Let's pull up. I can tell you one thing. Two Bama guys lived up to the hype. Uh, Brian Branch, Jameer Gibbs. They got those oh, guys uh, right. <laughs> they are guys, by the way, that I said that would live up to the height. You know why? Because I watched them. It's the eye test. It's what I see, the big eye that's got online. But these guys, they go, oh, how big your hamstrings are. <laughs> oh, you got flat feet. Uh, nah, ain't going to ever be any good. I mean, come on, guys. But when we come back, though, Kool-Aid McKinstry, I want to talk more about him because Mel Kuyper, we talked about this last week, doesn't have him in his mock draft in the first round. Now, I know a lot of you think Kool-Aid was that. Y'all got on me. You said, Corey, but Kool-Aid, they're not throwing his way. And I was telling you, Kool-Aid McKinstry took steps backwards. Why? Because I watched the game. And I thought that he might have had a couple of them uh, nice Wendy cheeseburgers with the pretzel buns. It looked like he gained a few pounds. And I said that Terry Arnold, I thought, outplayed him. Well, I kind of hate that me and Mel Kiper agree. We'll talk about that. Can Kool-Aid work himself back into that first round? Or is he a second, third round? Maybe he's a safety. Maybe he's a little bit too big to play corner. We'll discuss right under those edge tied 100. 4-9-12-30 a.m. WTBC. Your phone calls, too. We'll get those 205-342-9904. Don't forget to download that app, Tide 100.9. It's absolutely free. The best reader in all of the state of Alabama, Noah Rogers. He'll read those things for you. We got a lot to get into on the program today. Nick Saban hanging with Travis Scott. I wanted to invite him back to that Jupiter home, you know, play some rap music. Miss Terry, Nick, probably drinking some pappies. I mean, that real expensive bourbon, you wouldn't know about that, Christian. You two, you two stands, you would never pay pappies. <laughs> You're right. You'd be like, give me some, uh. It's not stingy, it's called being frugal. Financially aware. <laughs> give me some of that pavo vavo. It'll even exist. I'll take we'll water. Be back in a moment. Free. That's 800-294-8831. What do you have to lose? 
Call 800-294-8831. Again, 800-294-8831. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 61. Becoming cloudy tonight, we could see a few sprinkles, the low at 36. For tomorrow, sunny and cooler, the high 52. And Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back here at the Miller's Edge on the Tide 119 Eastern Time. That'll be 1219 for Christian and Noah Rogers down in Tuscaloosa. Hope you're doing well on this Talking Tuesday. We're talking about Nick Saban playing golf with rappers. And what's that going to be like in that $17.589, whatever million dollar Jupiter home that he just uh, retired to? He got office back there at Bryant Newton Stadium. Not too sure he's caring too much about that right now. Uh, we do want to get to Mel Kiper and his uh, mock draft. How much do you buy? Now, that's my question I'm throwing out there to you. Uh, do you care about what Todd McShay, Mick, Mel Kuyper, and the many other uh, prognosticators of the NFL draft? And they're some, I mean, a lot of people actually pay money to see where they put these players. I put no, nothing into what, uh, what they're saying about this draft because they are always wrong. Um, so going to be very interesting. Uh, you know, with quarterbacks this year, we talked about the senior bowl that's going on. Practice is happening right now. Down in Mobile. Hey, that South Alabama University, by the way. I think his coordinator's from South Alabama. I bet he'd go back down to his uh, stomping ground. Uh, but we have players there. We'll talk about those. Christian said he is going to effort Chris Braswell, see if we can get him and see how his week is going. A guy that seems to try to uh, use that situation this week to build up his draft status. I think uh, that's going to be good for him. I don't think the game matters too much at all. Uh, I think what's going to happen, you know, the scouts and people are looking at practice. They're looking at the one-on-ones. They're looking at the one-on-one pass pros. And that's what they want to see is the guy got good feet, you know, how's his hips, all the different things that we, you won't really get a chance to see in the game. The practice when you go to these bowl games, I know I went to one my senior year. Uh, the practices of where the coaches are, the, you know, the scouts are, they're looking at those things. They're looking at, you know, what – what kind of things that you can do that they may not get a chance to see on a Saturday uh, afternoon. But we'll get into some of that, too, as well. Quick news note right here uh, for SEC fans. And my friend Steve Lane drove up from Myrtle Beach today, uh, helps me with my ministry and my fundraiser. He's in town sitting here listening, and he's a, he went to Tennessee. Good old Rocket Top. Woo! Well, Tennessee is under investigation by the NCAA for what is believed to be alleged Keyword, circle it, folks. Alleged major violation related to NIL. So it's confirmed to CBS Sports. The case is believed to center around quarterback Nico Lama Leva and, Sp- and Spry. Whatever. And Spry Sports Group. I never heard of them. That's the largest collective. You know, I've talked about Tennessee has the most money. I told you they got banging with cash out of Tennessee. So that is very interesting to see. You know, we've heard about what happened at Florida. Uh, you know, they had some things going on there. Now we're starting to see the NCAA start to 
get very nosy as it pertains to NIL Good. and what they're doing from collectives because uh, they're saying right now uh, these are major. That's a big word, major. Uh, let's see here. Barrett Lee on his Twitter says a lack of structure within the NIL space began when states, uh, okay, this passed some different laws. So you remember Tennessee, some of the states, Georgia just passed a law, I believe that some of the guys in high school could get NIL deals. Some states can't, and that's been a disadvantage. So we'll see. Um, before we get to Mel Kuyper, Chris, this, this is pretty major news to me because we've talked about and we joke around you know, what the collectives are doing. You know, I work with the collective and all that good stuff, so I understand this. When you talk about major violations, when you talk about doing something that's kind of way out there, I don't know what that is. I'm thinking if what Barrett Salee had just suggested, that means maybe they gave money to, uh, this in this case, the quarterback Nico Lamaliba uh, from the Spry Sports Group, which now, here we go, all these different uh, groups are getting involved, marketing groups, agents, if you will, being a part of the situation, you, you're going to begin to see some things get messed up. Anytime you put agents and groups involved, marketing, instead of just doing simple deals, we're going to see some stuff right here get messed up. Yeah, and, and I think that's what that's the result of a lack of parameters, a lack of guidelines, a lack of structure with NIL, right? I mean, um, maybe they didn't necessarily know what was allowed and what wasn't allowed, but at the end of the day, um, they, they need to come up with something, whether that's the NCAA, whether that's some type of federal legislation, something that's fair uh, for all states. Because like you said, some states were allowing some schools or some people to pay this or pay that. Um, but you but you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, with these agencies or, you know, whether it's an agent, a marketing agency. I hate to say it, but I'm not saying they're exploiting kids, but I mean, they're they're looking for their payday as well, right? You know, I mean, they make it seem like, you know, oh, we're trying to help the guys out, but realistically, they're they're looking for themselves to be able to capitalize off of it. But I'm not shocked by this. I mean, um, if you guys aren't familiar with Nico uh, Lamaleva, uh, he was the I know he was a five star quarterback come out of high school. He's number one or number two, depending on what site uh, quarterback prospect in the 2023 class. Uh, so he was with the team, I believe, last season. I think he just was behind Joe Milton. Uh, saw him in the bowl game. Um, looked good, and a lot of people are excited about him. So we'll see what comes of it. Um, I see somebody in our YouTube chat mentioned also looking at Ohio State. <laughs> Definitely probably want to there. I mean, if, if the numbers are accurate that they've dished out, you know, $13 million plus million, that probably, you know, deserves some type of probing, not to be a snitch or anything. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd imagine that you might want to at least look into it. But speaking of Ohio State, it's something we could talk about, too. I don't know if you saw, and I'll give you time at least during this next break, maybe pull it up um caleb downs i think had his first media session with uh the media at ohio state and there was a lot of talk about kind of his responses i'm not i think some of it was well it depends how you read it there was talk about what he learned from coach saban and one of those things was commitment right if you if you go and look, look at the full quote it's basically saying a commitment to excellence right a commitment to being dedicated to doing the things that you need to do to be great. That's what he meant by it. Obviously, a lot of Alabama fans, you know, were offended by it because when they see the word commitment with connected with Caleb Downs, <laughs> don't really go hand in hand right now. But I, I get what he was saying. 
But obviously, it almost is like, yeah, you probably shouldn't use that word. You, I mean, name some other things you learned from Coach Saban, but <laughs> leave out the word commitment right now because that is a fair point. I, I, I get people's point. I mean, they feel like he was not committed to his teammates by choosing to transfer. Now, again, that was his right. He, he had the choice to do that. But his teammates and others are allowed to have the well, opinion. He, made that he wasn't committed. He was committed. He was committed when Coach Nick Saban, the GOAT, was a part of the program. Right. When the GOAT left and things changed, how can you stay committed? You have to look and look at every single option. No, and, I, right? and I, that's because, why I said he had that opportunity. Yeah. That's his. But some would argue he was not committed to his, his teammates and his uh, brothers. I'm, so I'm, I'm listen. I, no, no, no. I mean, I could, I could understand that, that perspective. Because he did have a lot of close friends, teammates, whatever. Now, he has the opportunity, and it's, it's totally on him to do what he feels is best for him, right, in his future. I'm I'm, I'm not going to be mad at a guy like that. Like, I, Look, no, everybody knows I played here. If I was on the team and, and, and this situation was going on, obviously I, I would be a guy that would stay. Like I'm just telling you right now, I, I would stay here. I would finish it out. Right. I don't think you can say that right now when that money's out there. No, I can. No, 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 no. I, I can say that. I'm saying, all right. If I was a freshman, oh, listen, 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 listen. If five hundred thousand dollars and Bama offers you one hundred thousand to stay and be continue to be a, a edge starter, and Ohio State said, man, hey, we got space for you. You be a starter. Here's a half a million dollars per year plus whatever other NIL interest that you make for yourself. You telling me? You're telling me as a, let's call you 20 years old. You no, that's what, that's what I need to know. What year am I? What year am I in this situation? Okay, you're, so, you're, you're registered sophomore. Mm. You're 20 years old. Dang, you split you it right down the middle. Million, Come on, and man. you got $100,000 to go to another story program. As much as you love Alabama, you love Nick Saban, the Miss Terry, the Electric Slide, the Wobble, Travis Scott, and everybody else. All the mom and them and everybody. Listen here. I wish you would come in the house talking about I'm gonna stay at Alabama. What? And we but, you got but hear, truck payments hear, hear four hundred thousand dollars per, hey, per year. Per year. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. That's one point two million dollars. I love Alabama, but can you pay me one point two million dollars? I, I hear what you're saying, but here's the thing. You said redshirt sophomore, so you kind of put me in a bind because you split it, right? I was gonna say if I was young. Are we going to talk about exactly my how my career went? Because I was about to say, when I got there, I knew I was registered. So I registered my freshman year. I was I was small, had to develop physically. We all we all know that. Registered freshman year, I was a special teams player, right? I still was behind, shoot, you know, uh, God, Lee, Denzel Duvall, Ryan Anderson, Tim Williams. I mean, we had all type of guys, right? I mean, there, there was still tons of uh, people right there, right? So... If it was in that situation, I, and, and you're talking about the money aspect of it, I probably would definitely consider it just because that that was that. Consider? But, but listen, what but, do you mean but, consider? I, listen, now, that's a different situation, though. I'm I'm like on the three deep, right? And then you're saying, Coach Saban, that's different. I would definitely probably enter the portal and consider that. That's different. Now, let's just say hypothetical. Now, now, if I was older, like my my junior year when I was a starter, well, no, my junior year when I was a starter, no, I probably would just stay. If I'm being honest with you, I probably would stay because no, listen, well, four hundred thousand dollars, a four hundred thousand dollar difference. Yeah, man, that, I'm not gonna lie, that's tough. But I, I feel like I feel like they at least tried to offer him what's close to what he was getting. I mean, no, it's not what's wrong with me. It's just like 
No, no, I'm I don't. Wrong. Me personally, I don't like. I don't like a ton of change. I really don't. I, I don't. Dude, I went to the same elementary school, same middle school, same high school. What that got to do with four hundred thousand dollars? Because then I'm having to pick up and leave and restart, meet a whole bunch of new people and stuff. I, I got four hundred thousand reasons of how I can pick up and restart. I, I get okay. what you're saying, it's but the way the football. way I think think about it is, if I'm just patient, I can, first of all, I can do things outside of the the the. The preset NIL deals to earn some more money, right? Okay. I can do some, I can run some camps. Now. I can, I can do some signings. I can create some merch. So I'm going to try to Why compensate. Listen, 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 listen. give you $400,000. Because I chose to come here and I'm with my brothers. I'm with my teammates. So that's what I'm saying. I'll try to compensate the best that I can, but also I'll know if I stay here and I grind and do everything that I need to do, I'm setting myself up to make money. <laughs> In the National Football League. That's me. That's my opinion. You got less than 1% chance to make it in the National Football League. I, I totally understand that. I'm just saying, you know, personally. I'm, I'm going to give you the junior year. This still $800,000. Come on, man. Yeah, listen, I, 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 I get it. But Do y'all know how hard it is to make money? I, I hear that. It's not promised <laughs> to you. I mean, come on. Listen here. And all these people tell me, oh, you're not committed to your teammates. Let me tell you something. When you broke and can't pay that car bill, how many of them same folks on YouTube extra writing you a check? Oh, that's it's true. Money for your pay. How many paying for your insurance? How many when your lights get ready to cut off? How many of them gonna tell you, oh, you're not committed? Oh, you gonna call them? Hey, I was committed. I wasn't Caleb Downs, but I was committed to Alabama. But now I'm broke. I got hurt and I can't play no more. Where are people at that's gonna help you out? Not saying that all these folks is, I'm just being real. So for me, I'm gonna tell you right now, 100 versus 500, I'm still cool with you dudes. We gonna get together in the off season. Hey, you know what? I see down in Atlanta, or would you wanna go out to LA? Can you meet me in LA? What about Miami? Beat y'all, I'll be down there in the off season, y'all come out. Oh. Y'all ain't getting no money. Y'all can't pay for a fucking ticket. <laughs> but I will be, I'll be out in Miami if y'all want to take the car and drive me. We're cool. We're cool with my boys. So my thing is, NIL makes all the difference. I know Alabama's a great school. And he got, Caleb Brown's got great teammates, Christian. He's committed. But things change. The people he committed to, gone. Maybe they're not committed. Did you think Nick Saban went in his living room and said, hey, and the dad asked Gary, my teammate Gary Dow said, uh, Nick, uh, people say you're not going to be there for three or four years. And Nick said, well, you know, man, <laughs> I'm going to be around. I'm still young. I'm still shooting threes, baby. I'm still playing basketball every day. I'll be here till he finished. Did Dick lay him down? Yes. So go make the money. That's all I'm saying. You're a good dude, Christian, but you ain't turned out no for one thousand. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I will fight you. You might beat me up now, but let me tell you, you come and tell me you have eight hundred thousand dollars on the table, man. You got to fight, bro. I mean, that's. I mean, that's, you might beat me up. But again, I've never been driven just strictly by money, though. Clearly, I mean, people that know me know that. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely finan financially aware. I'm smart. I like to invest. I like I to make know, money, but I, I'm but not. That ain't smart. I, who says it's not smart? If you know how to make me? money on the back end, that's different. I, I'm just saying, I'm not. I, I, w I would never choose. I don't know. 
That's that's just me. I, I think of things past. Boy, my God, thank you for giving me a beautiful, awesome young man. But Lord, sometimes it's like the Lord, you know, that man that was. But again, though, that's not even. But that's not even. Uh, that's but, but listen, the, 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 the hypothetical. Well, Lord, I thought I was a righteous man. I did it right. Why didn't you save me? And God's like, Brian, I sent you a boat. I sent you. <laughs> I gave you every reason not to drown. But no, you know how to. I figure out a way. I swim my way back. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. This is what we're dealing with. I'm making fun, but this is what we're dealing with, Christian. And people I hear that, and that's probably and that's part of the problem. That, that what's wrong with the world? We got too many people that are driven by the wrong things. They put their focus and attention in the wrong things. That is the root of all evil. It is. I well, see, I know a lot of people that have made a lot of money and don't have nothing left mm-hmm. to them. And see how far and that got them. Same people that tell you that you're not. <laughs> Listen, they're driven by the same thing. They want that ring and bling. But this tells me, if I don't make it, can all you people that, that I'm, I'm staying here for, I'm going I'm to develop a fund over here. Put that extra 400000 to a fund, and I'll get it laid on that thumb. I, I guess it's different because I know how to make money make money. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I know how to do that. I can make money make money, if, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. So I, I'm not really tripping on that. I'm not. I will fight you, boy. I'm telling you right now. I'll ask you some people. <laughs> I, sh- I, I can, sh- I can, I can show you. I can show you. He turned out, bro. And my mama said, "Boy, I bought you this world, and I'm gonna take you out." All right, we gotta hit a break. We'll be back in one more. The edge coming right up. <laughs> Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama... ...which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all states to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right, we're back. We have the air conversation. Christian, I got a question for you. My friend Steve's here listening to the show. He's yeah, here. I, I hear y'all giggling like two little girls in there. Yeah, he, we're all giggling like two girls. But the thing is, like, he said, but what about the live folks? It's the same thing. Like, hey, Tiger Woods can be committed to the PGA. Tiger Woods is a billionaire, right? Those guys that have solidified themselves in the PGA, I ain't mad at them for saying, hey, man, I ain't going over there. But Phil, well, you know, Phil Mitchell lost a lot of money gambling. He's a gambler. I mean, that's no me telling breaking news here. But Dustin Johnson, Harold Varner, some of these young guys, and maybe the new guy from Alabama that just decided to go pro just won the tournament. He could pick up his million and a half bag, right? Second place person got his million and a half dollar bag. So if, if LIV come to him, a hot star like he is, Nick Dunlap, that's what I'm talking to, or talking about him, referencing him, and they offer him $60 million to come to live tour. Guess what? If I'm his daddy, he tell me, well, you know, you know, Arnold Palmer and, you know, he's up Sam Sneeze to give me all the history of the PGA. 
Uh, them dudes gonna give you any money. Right, if you could go over here and make generational money, wearing shorts, no cuts, they got bands out on the golf course. That's it's totally relaxed. different. No, no totally I'm just saying the, the points are the same. You're talking about grown men just choosing which league they want to play in. I, I get that. No, PGA, PGA is a legacy thing. And, and I, I no, 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 I'm, no. But, it's all about the money. Because but that's I mean, different. I mean, all, that's all things equal. I would stay on the PGA tour because it's been. Well, yeah, who wouldn't? Money. Yeah, I mean, it's the legacy right, but, of it. You want to be a part of that legacy. Got a hair Vaughn who's, you know, been around doing okay, but all of a sudden he's able to make $30 million. Bro, I ain't got to worry about no cuts. I mean, again, come on. again, Why you take again, that money? You, you're comparing apples that. to oranges. You're talking about a $30 million increase in, in salary or whatever you want to call it. We're talking about the, the scenario you threw out isn't really accurate, right? Like 500000 versus 100000 I get what you're saying. If you're just saying a $400,000 difference, $400,000 is a lot less than $30 million, right? And also, it's not like an allegiance to like people like PGA is PGA, but you know, it's not, this is different. I'm talking about yeah. being in school with, with people, just like you always say, like you want to have a place that you can call home. All I'm saying is if I've been in a place three years and I only got one year left of eligibility and you're talking about the difference is a hundred thousand dollars, couple hundred thousand dollars. And I know I can hold well, a camp. Yeah, and if I know I can play pro ball, that's totally, totally different. If I'm in, if I'm in a, my senior year, right. And I know that, Hey, I got my, my grade back from the NFL, Coach Saban or whomever, uh, came on the board and said, you're going to be a second round. I can look at what the money looks like, blah, 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 blah. I'll make sure the school purchased me my insurance. And if I miss not on a, a, a hundred thousand stacks for that year, I can make that up. I'm just saying, but we, Caleb Downs is not a, he's a freshman, uh, soon to be sophomore. That's right. a freshman All-American, right? That now, that's, these are real numbers. So if Ohio State's offering him eight hundred. I thought, but let whatever. me ask you this though, because I yeah, thought you I said with him different. it's not about money though. Even though I know it, money played a role, but you were, uh, no, don't make that face. We can pull up the whole show. You said it's not about money with him. I played with his dad. You said that on the show. So I'm, I'm at, saying that wasn't a driving force. I'm saying the fact that Nick Saban left it. Listen, these guys put their faith in Nick Saban. They didn't put their faith in Kalen DeBoer. They don't even know Kalen DeBoer. I respect Kalen DeBoer. I think he's going to have to earn his way to be who I think he can be. But as it stands right now, he hasn't done anything in the SEC. I mean, he has to earn that. We can talk about it. And as a fan, it's easy for us to, to, to get on, on, on fanboy radio and, and, and throw stats at you all day long, right? And tell you, oh, he got this guy on the side. Oh, he got this guy. Have you seen this record? And, and what? That's what people are doing right now. But if we're honest with ourselves, we're saying he's got to prove himself because right. we know the SEC is a whole other level, and that's a different brand of football. Right. Now, I hope we're saying, see, and I hope people are saying, Corey, I told you so. I hope that. But I'm just saying, people, Caleb Downs is Nick Saban's guy. Them guys. Nick Saban, they came to school. Alabama brand is beautiful. We know that. I mean, nobody's denying that. And I told you that. And I stay, stand by telling the kid you go to school for 30, 40, 50 years. They say we go two or three. That's what they saying now. They, they reveal their hats. Oh, for the next two to three years, I'll be wearing, you know, Clemson Tiger or Game Cup, whatever it is. Come on, man. Like, but now money changes things. And the game has changed, right? And right. people are going to cheat. They've been cheating. <laughs> I mean, they were cheating when I was in school. Right, I and, and, and I think I think to your I mean, point. I mean, yeah. if some, that's why I said, and this is just just if we're speaking facts here, 
a place like Ohio State, um, I would have said Michigan, but a place like Ohio State or Georgia, you know, th- those two programs right now, you probably feel a little bit better about being a title contender right now than Alabama at the moment, just given the state of the program with us losing some folks and new coaching staff, you got to iron some things out, which is fine. I still think we're going to have a great year. Like I said last week, I think nine wins is the floor, in my opinion. I think the floor is nine wins, meaning that's like that. I don't see us lose or winning any less than that. Right. But again, we're talking about, and, and you might be able to sneak in the playoffs. Or I, I still think 10 wins is, is the number to be in the playoff picture, right? Maybe there might be one, maybe two teams, you know, nine uh, wins that, that sneak in there. I mean, we could just look at last year's college football um, rankings and kind of see that would give us kind of an idea because it's going to 12 teams, right? The playoffs will be at 12 teams. So last year, the 12th team was LSU, and they had a record of 10-3. and three. I guess that includes the bowl game, right? So, yeah, so 10 wins, uh, I'm assuming. Well, I guess nine before the bowl game. So, like, nine, nine, we'll say nine and a half is, like, that number to make the playoffs, right? So with that being said, I mean, Alabama still, if you, you know, win nine games, if that's your floor, you still have a shot. But I'm just saying. My I, floor. You said what? That's my floor, nine and three. Yeah, I think nine and three is a floor. I mean, we, we, we looked at this, and we just to refresh. I mean, you got Georgia at home. You, right before that, you go on the road to Wisconsin. You play a good Missouri, uh, a good Missouri football team who finished in the top ten, I think, at number eight. They come to Tuscaloosa. You also go on the road to play LSU and Tennessee. Those are going to be two tough games. You know, Coach DeBoer and his staff, uh, besides the guys that were retained or the guys that have had SEC experience, it's going to be their first time playing in that, that big game, at least as an Alabama staffer. And we know what that entails. At least I do. You know, as a former player, those are always tough games going on the road. Except my senior year when we went on the road to Baton Rouge and we shut them dudes out. They had everybody on the sidelines, big shack. Odell, all them people, and they're doing all that you know, hoopla before the game, and then they got a big fat goose egg uh, when the clock hit zero. But yeah. um, it's going to be tough environments. Then you also go on the road to Oklahoma. Then you you know uh, you got the big Iron Bowl matchup with Auburn. But you know Listen, it is what it is. If, if Kalen DeBoer goes nine and three without, I mean, there's more guys going to leave. Because yeah, no, more no. Guys go to after after spring, they don't figure out well, I ain't got no spot. And right. I'm second or third team. They're going to leave. Right. But they got to be able to go pluck some guys when the, when the uh, transfer portal opens back up. So, Which they will. So we're not going to know what this roster is going to look like. It don't even matter right Fall now. Fall camp will be your true kind right. of. I don't preview. even care about this roster right now because it's going to look so different come August, right? When they get back and summer and get to all of that, it's going to look so much different. So I don't, even, I don't even think we need to worry ourselves with that. Here's all I'm saying. you got to be ready to, if you're here, be ready to play. And coach whoever's here. But I think the first year, and I'm asking the callers and listeners this on YouTube Extra and on Tide 100, 1230 WTBC. do you even really care about the first year? Because you can almost give him a pass. Nick Saban didn't have free, the best first year. Right. He's got a, he's got a free, preordained pass, in my opinion. So I don't, I and mean, we can say and say nine win, ten win. You know, are we really going to judge him? Whatever it looks like, if he goes, you know, seven and five, five and seven, what are we going to say? Well, this is his first year. He's just getting used. We're going to have an excuse built in. There's a built-in excuse for Kalen DeBoer. He knows that. I know that. You should know that. Hopefully, we see almost like a mulligan the first year. It's a mulligan year. That's fair. It's a mulligan year. So. 
We're going to hit a break. Come back. I love to hear what you think. 205-342-9904. We'll continue talking more about this with the Tennessee NCAA violations. They call them major. NIL. Tennessee got a lot of money. They got the bankhead. They're doing a bankhead bounce on the Tennessee with mm-hmm. 20s and hondos. <laughs> but somebody might be in a little bit of trouble. We'll talk more about that, the impact of NIL and collectives. If you got questions, leave them on the YouTube extra because I, I work with it. I know rules. I know what's happening with that. Um, so I love to talk more about that because we're going to see more of this. And I think the NCAA is going to continue to be more nosy. We'll come back. More of your phone calls. Christian Miller, Noah Rogers, Corey Miller, Pastor Payne, Steve Lang, hang, hanging out here with me. We'll come back in a moment. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. It's Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on the Gary Harris Show. We're going to talk some hoops with Bart Heights. Break it down for the SEC as Alabama gets ready to go on the road against Georgia. Also, we'll continue to talk Senior Bowl and Kalen DeBoer and Alabama football. Plus your phone calls on the Gary Harris Show Wednesday morning. Diamonds, when you see it. More importantly, when she sees it. Insureinosman.com. McFarland Boulevard between Edgar's and local routes. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 61. Becoming cloudy tonight, we could see a few sprinkles, the low at 36. Or tomorrow, sunny and cooler, the high 52. And Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back on the segment here of our number one of the Miller's Edge. Right here on the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. I want to tell you about my good friend RSH Decor. I told you yesterday the weather is changing. The sun is out. If you got nice patios, nice outdoor places, you want outdoor furniture, go see RSH Decor. Check them out. They got all types of outdoor furniture for you. And I like the pillows and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because you can decorate them how you want. Like for me, they have the block C on them forever to be. Whether you're an Alabama fan, you want the elephant, you want all of that, you want your stuff did up right, they do it for you. Go check out the website, rshdecor.com. Scott Gummond, him and Susan, the owners that take good care of you. Great people up in the upstate and eastern South Carolina. Huge Gamecock fans, but it don't matter. We sell outdoor furniture to everyone. If you own a hotel, any of those things, we cater to you as well as www.rshdecor.com. Hey, I want, I want to hit this comment real quick from Tia. I, th- I thought it was interesting. It was just kind of circling back to Caleb Downs and his comments. So basically, Tia, I didn't see the comment. I was going by what you said, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I can try to read it real quick. I had it pulled up, then I lost it. But this is what T. Well, actually, I have it. Okay, I had it, lost it. Let me pull it back up. So basically, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was doing, you know, media. I think it was his first media appearance with uh, Ohio State. And 
just to kind of sum it up, you know, he said there was definitely some back and forth. There was a lot to think about and process between me and my family. At the end of the day, I made the decision uh, to come here as an Ohio State. He mentioned, you know, multiple reasons. His, his father, Gary, who you said you played with my it, Gary yeah, in the NFL. Um, he said his dad actually uh, grew up with uh, Coach Walton, one of the coaches on staff for Ohio State. That played a role, which is very fair, just like when I was getting recruited here. Chris Rump was recruiting me. He was your teammate at South Carolina, briefly, if I'm not mistaken. So I felt very comfortable with Coach Rump due to uh, y'all's past and y'all's experience together and y'all's relationship. Uh, But he also said um, a lot of other stuff. But the point that I think the Alabama fans brought up, uh, he, he mentioned Coach Saban. He said, you know, he, as in Coach Saban, was committed every single day to being his best self. Not many people can say that and truth uh, and be truthful with it. He was the same person every single day. It taught me a lot about commitment, being disciplined, and consistency, everything that goes with that, and being great. That's what he embodies. So definitely was very complimentary of Coach Saban and his process and how, you know, he, you know, has that standard of excellence each and every day. I get exactly what he was saying, but, again, people kind of – were offended and were kind of caught off guard because when you mentioned commitment, they're just like, well, dang, man, you weren't <laughs> really committed to your There's guys. There's absolutely nothing wrong with what he just said. No, no, I think it's a great compliment to Coach Saban. It just kind of is like, uh, it might be a little too soon to mention that. But, again, he was entitled to that. That That's his choice. I, I'll be honest, I, I love to ask the guys on the team. I, I don't think they're probably too mad. I think they'd probably be a little upset, like, dang, man, like, you know, you're our, you're our brother. You were, you were a leader. He definitely was a leader on the team, and I think that's why they might be a little offended. Because it's you like, think, you, do you really think guys like if you were in the locker room, he was your teammate? Let's put that's let's what put I was trying Christian to do earlier. In the shoes. Yeah. But I'm saying, are you mad at him? Am I mad at him? I, would, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad. Like man, I'm mad. I don't mess with this dude. But I would. I would be disappointed because again, he was a young leader on that team, and I know a lot of people really relied heavily on him. I, I know personally, you know his influence in that locker room so i can only imagine the guys kind of like dang man like he was one of our guys however with that being said that's he's still their brother at the end of the day i don't think they're they're holding him to the same fire that the fans probably no not not even think i know that they're not holding him to that same fire they probably were disappointed though that being said tia made a point and i'm curious your thoughts on this she said so was it the money or relationship why he left my answer to that the first part is Definitely the relationship with Coach Saban is the main reason. If Coach Saban stayed, I don't think he would enter the portal. Now, I do know that he did have people offering things before even Coach Saban left. I know that. However, I still think he would have stayed set here with Coach Saban and they would have found ways to properly compensate him. To be fair, when you have a season the way he had as a freshman and you're you know, looking more and more like a generational type player, you're going to want to be compensated in this day and age. That's just a fact. And I know he kind of was sensing that. So I think he might have already kind of had people in his ear, but I think the, the nail in the coffin was when Coach Saban left. All right. The second part she said was, if it's the relationship, does he transfer if Ryan Day gets a job elsewhere next year? I'm curious to what you think about that. Let me just say this first of all, it's It's both. It's money and his relationship. I agree. He talked about the relationship with his father. They've had some, you know, those conversations. They've been talked already with dad and his friend that's on the staff, right? And it's money. I mean, I joked earlier with Christian about, as his dad, I would have been telling him that he better run as fast as he could to that money. 
because there was no promise that he was going to make it to the NFL, although that's where we wanted him to go. We thought he had the ability to get there. But listen, what we do know, that check is there right now. <laughs> so you better take that check now. Okay, so money definitely was a problem. Um, relationships does matter. I think Caleb Downs loved his teammates. I think what he was saying, basically, hey, Nick Saban did teach him about commitment. But commitment not about to your teammates. Commitment, like, from that standpoint. Commitment to excellence. To being excellent about about the, the standard. Be committed to the standard is what he was saying. I'm committed to working out. Uh, we've talked about all about how hard that Caleb Dowd watches film. He does more than the next guy. That's you all know, a I fact, talk, too. Like, staying yeah. after practice, he was one of the first ones Absolutely. in the building. He, That's he the was commitment a, he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right? That he knew that in order to be the best. I spoke to RSH yesterday when I went to speak to that company. Here's what I told them. I said, you know, what is athletes or business, right? You write your goals down. You should have a goal, right? You write those goals down like you can look at them every day. When you, stick them on the mirror. When you brush your teeth, you see them in the morning before you go to work. You see them at night before you lie your head down in the bed. And you ask yourself, have I done enough to, to accomplish these goals that I have? Right? You ask yourself that hard question, Right? You commit to those things. What do I need to do to accomplish those things? And I told them, you have to do more than the next man. You have to be a forward thinker. What do I mean by forward thinking? You have to outthink that guy. When he's sleeping and snoring and slobbering in the bed, I'm thinking about how I'm going to beat you. I'm thinking about how I'm going to take advantage of you. Right? And that's Caleb Downs. I'm, I'm no freaking way mad at him. Hey, I'm applauding Caleb Downs. As a freshman to do what he did, that's commitment. And thank God for Nick Saban. Thank God for a man that taught him something about how to win. Not just to be a freshman All-American, but he taught him how to win win in life. Because those principles, those foundational principles do not change. They work in a business. They work in your life. They work in relationships. They don't change, right? So you can be mad at him. That's up to you. And one thing I know about that, kind of like forgiveness, if you hold on to unforgiveness, I should say, it don't affect that person because Caleb, he going to cash that check. <laughs> he might be at the Gucci store. Well, he's sitting over here frowning mad. Oh, he ain't no good teammate, huh? Okay. He got, he got, he got stacks in the bank. So be mad all you want to. All right, we're going to hit the top of that break. When we come back, I just reached out to my guy at the Bowl down in Mobile, boots on the ground. Tori Gurley played at South Carolina, big receiver, played at Green Bay several years in the National Football League. He now works for Jim Nagy, and uh, he is a scout. And uh, he'll catch us up to, to what's happening down in Mobile with some of the guys that we care about that wore the description eight on uh, their uniform. So we'll talk to Tori Gurley right after this top of the hour break. This is the Village Edge. We're the Tide Report, 9, 12, 30 a.m. WTBC. Back in the morning. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W2 Sunright. That simple human sense. So contact Pritchett Moore Insurance today and let our professionals find the right insurance solution for you. Visit pm-insurance.com or stop by the Tuscaloosa office today. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monty Bolaños. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has informed the Seahawks and commanders that he's staying.
staying in Detroit. Commander's officials were in Detroit today to meet with him, and they still plan to meet with Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn about their open head coaching job. In the NBA, according to the Athletic, Cavaliers star guard Darius Garland, who has been out since December 14th with a fractured jaw, plans to return Wednesday against the Pistons. The Lakers have listed LeBron James as questionable for tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks, and they have rolled out Anthony Davis. Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu will go head-to-head in the first NBA versus WNBA three-point challenge during NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. And Sports Illustrated is reporting that Tennessee is under potential NCAA investigation for NIL violations in multiple sports. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Hour number two on the way here on the Tuesday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Carter hanging out with you. Great hour number one. A lot of good, uh, crazy discussion going on. We talk about Tennessee and the NIL deal right now under uh, some implications alleged. That is, um, and we'll see how that turns out for the volunteers. But it uh, talks about the NIL structure and that good deal. We'll continue to talk about that, what Bama needs to do to make sure they're on point. But it looks like with with uh, the folks there, they are going to be good to go. I know uh, they do a really, really good job uh, with the NIL. But they need to be a little bit more aggressive. There's no doubt about that um, because... If not, you're going to get behind. That's just the way of the world. We talked about Caleb Downs and, and why he made the decision. He talked about why he made the decision. Praise Coach Nick Saban and and t- learning those things about commitment. And, of course, Alabama fans beat him up on, on the World Wide Web. That's normal uh, because they, they're mad because the kid left. But we, we're not mad. We, we applaud him for doing what he, he needs to do at such a young age. Great football player. Got a great future. In front of him, 205-342-9904. We should have Tori Gurley calling in in just a moment from Mobile, Alabama. No, real quickly, did, uh, I, I meant to message you that Tori Gurley going to be calling in. Did you hear me there? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so just look for Tori. Let me know when he uh, when he calls in. Real quick, uh, uh, I, I wanted yeah. I wanted. Uh, Give a shout out to Performance Off Road Direct here in Northport. They got me right. I finally got my my truck back. Uh, as I told you, I was getting it getting it lifted, and uh, man, they did a phenomenal job. So if you guys uh, are like me, you need your truck lifted, you're you're into you know doing things off road or outdoors. Uh, make sure you go check them out right now. Again, I got <laughs> there. You go. Uh, I got a lift kit put on my new truck, and you know you guys know me. If if you know me, you know me. I always have a nice lifted truck. Been like that since high school. So make sure you go check them out. It's uh, 4751 Lake Sherwood Lane uh, in Northport, Alabama. Give him a call. He'll give you a quote and see how he can help you. But, again, wheels, tires, they've got all that. A wide selection. They can order it for you, get you set well, up. I know people on away. have lifted up trucks. I'm sure a lot of people do. I mean, we're down south. I'm, I mean, I feel like everybody around here has lifted trucks. Like I said, I've had lifted trucks since I was 15 years old. So, I mean, it's something It's something of, of need for me, and, and I, I'm glad to – to work with my my man Michael that runs the shop man because he does such a good job gets it back to me quick uh, great service he's even done some guys with football you know so I've sent them over there as well so make sure you check them out again that's Off Road Performance Direct in Northport again ask for Michael who'll take great care of you um yeah so we can move, I guess move on from the Dallas things I mean look, I think 
and I like what Hacker said, you know, he's not going to dog downs for leaving. You know, when he was that age, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And I think you got to remember that, too. I mean, these guys are 18 and 20. I guess it goes up probably 24, as long as guys are in college. But, you know, they're they're trying to figure things out for themselves. And, and let's just face it, guys. I mean, I asked you guys a question, too. The listeners, I asked you guys. I mean, say that you're uh, a doctor, a lawyer, an electrician, right? And another company comes offering you four times the salary, right? I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. You know, I think almost every single person would answer, yeah, I'm going to take that other job for the increase in pay. So try to think about that kind of stuff sometimes when you think about these kids, even if it's not the decision that makes us happy as, as you know, fans or former players, right? You just got to remember they, they've got a life to live and uh, I just, I just, you know, hope for the best for anybody and everybody. But with that being said, um, I just, I, I don't, I don't see this lasting much longer. I mean, I, I'm with you. You said that, you know, with the Tennessee thing, and we were hearing more and more um, about them finally starting to look into things. I think this is only the beginning, and I wouldn't be shocked if if this kind of is like that domino effect, and they really start diving in to everybody uh, nowadays with all this nil stuff. And I don't, I, I'm not going to be shocked at what they find. Maybe the NCAA, there's no way they're going to be shocked. I mean, they, I'm sure they know <laughs> what's been going on, but hopefully this is kind of the, the beginning to finally getting some of that legislation that's so desperately needed. Um, cause if, if what they want is true parity in the sport and, um, but also being able to properly compensate guys, maybe this is a step in the right direction. We'll have to see, but, um, Tennessee can't catch a break, man, because they got hit with Jeremy Pruitt and then that whole thing, the money in the McDonald's bags, they're filling up double Yo, cheeseburger boxes with, with money. money. Mickey D's bags? Oh, yeah. It was the McDonald's bag. And then uh, now this. So it's unfortunate, but it's part of well, it, man. Listen, man, this stuff, let's just be honest. I, I'm, I'm not you, Chris, don't you? But for me, I don't even know what I'm saying, not you. But for me, okay, I'm 55. I'm, I'm 30-something years removed from college football. I came to the University of South Carolina, right? I worked the summer before I got here just so I could have a car, right? And I worked that, and I told you the page on everybody, pay attention, lean in real close, is the watermelon capital of the world. And I worked in watermelon fields and about every summer. Johnson's Produce, matter of fact, was the name of the place. And I knew I needed a car. I didn't want to be walking, and I did not want to ride. We had something, the buses at USC, the University of South Carolina, were called the shuttlecock. And I didn't want to be jumping on the shuttlecock every day getting to and from class. I knew I wanted to go get me some food. I needed a ride. So I had to go in 100-degree weather and load 18-wheelers for eight, nine hours a day. That's what I did. That's a true story. Right? And I was so proud of myself and so happy because my parents couldn't afford to get me a car. Right? I got me a 1977 Monte Carlo. Then I made a couple hundred extra bucks, and I, I don't know if you remember these things, but I put me some spoke rims on that car. Chrome, and had the spokes, and you put the little star, you screw them in, they look like a little star. Right? They spin when you drove, boy. And it was orange. Imagine that. I had an orange car going to the University of South Carolina. The car was close to colors. Didn't matter to me. And so my buddy, the guy that worked for Johnson Produce, was an artist, and he said, hey, man, Corey, he talked something like that. You know what would be really cool, dude? 
if you like, let me paint your name on the door. And I was like, yeah, man, that's, well, that's tight. So my, my name, Corey Miller, was on both sides on the dry, on the driver and passenger side door. But when I got to school, I was happy I had a car, but guess what? There was no electric cars back then. I needed some gas. Well, there were these four dudes that, as my mom used to call them, insurance men when they came to the neighborhood. <laughs> these insurance men were white men that were coaching. To, but when you came to all black neighborhood in Paisley, the only white people that normally showed up were police and the insurance man. So when I got to school in Paisley, the insurance man loved how number 33, my number, was playing, and they wanted to shake my hand. We didn't have Mickey D bags, but they had some big hands. So what I'm telling you is, this stuff's been going on for a long time. I always, we call them the $100 handshakes. I got several $100 handshakes in my four years in South Carolina. And that Monte Carlo lasted about a year because I kept upgrading it. I don't know how, but somehow God just gave me some favor and supernaturally upgraded my car. <laughs> so what am I telling you? This stuff was going on. It's worse now. It is what it is. And it's not going anywhere. So they just need to find out a way with NIL to make it right for everybody, to make it equal for everybody, and and move on. Because this stuff is getting really ridiculous. I'm getting a message that my guest is on the line, so let's do right. Mo, should I take a break, quick break, and then just start fresh? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a, let's a take real a break, break time that way we got plenty of time. time out. We'll bring our good friend Tory Gurley, former Gamecock, now works for Jim Nagy at the Senior Bowl. He's got boots on the ground. We can ask him about some of the Bama players that did it. So let's hit a quick earlier uh, time out here. We can have him on longer and talk with him. He's got a lot of great information. He worked with kids as well on the side, helped them get recruited. We'll ask him about NIL and recruiting the players. He knows a lot about that, too. So we'll talk with Tory Gurley. Winning. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 61. Becoming cloudy tonight, we could see a few sprinkles, the low at 36. For tomorrow, sunny and cooler, the high 52. And Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the 80. 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Hey, welcome back. 113 on the Dow here in Tuscaloosa. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Chris is hanging out in the studios right off Scala Boulevard in Tuscaloosa. We've been talking a lot about NIL, Caleb Downs, the transfer port, all that good stuff. Uh, now to switch gears a little bit. Uh, even though football is, uh, on its last leg for the year, we got one more game of the Super Bowl. We talked some about that yesterday. We'll talk more later about that. But the Senior Bowl, the Reese Senior Bowl, which everybody, every senior, Every big-time athlete wants to be a part of the Senior Bowl. That's what it's all about. If you get there, you know 
that you are draft stock, that you're one of the best players supposedly in the country. So let's head down to Mobile, talk to my good friend Tory Gurley, played at South Carolina as a wide receiver from Rock Hill, South Carolina, played for the Packers, several teams, uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, played also in the Canadian League. Uh, so he's done both. So he's, he's been around now. He works for Jim Nagy and the recent senior bowl as a scout. Tory, man, appreciate your time. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Yes, sir. What's going on, Corey? Man, we're just hanging out, having a lot of fun, talking sports, which we do every single day. And, and uh, of course, I know a lot of uh, the Tide fans uh, are very curious to see what's happening down in Mobile. I know it's a big week. All the scouts are there, NFL coaches. You got everything happening down in Mobile. Is it Mardi Gras week, too? Am I right by saying that? Yes, as always, Mardi Gras, week, uh, Mardi Gras week down there. And they do a great job of, you know, having festivities for fans and players getting out and you know last year Nelly was the headliner and I think this year they're going to go with the country music singer and it's just it's just a great time uh, down there in Mobile well you said Nelly I mean because Coach Saban was just playing golf with Travis Scott and 50 cents uh, down at uh, Mr. October Ready Jackson golf event so I figured he might make a stop then if, if Nelly's going to come back but you got not country but he likes country music so Coach Saban may show up down there in the uh, uh, Mobile. What's the week's been like? I know it's early part of the week. It, you know, just give the folks kind of a, a little bit of an idea of what it's like for the players and what, what what's going on. Yeah, so it's uh, guys just wait in and uh, first day and 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 uppers. You know what it's like to be out there when all the scouts are you know looking around, want to see who can go out and play fast, be physical, but also still protect your teammates because everybody has a lot um, at risk. But um, it's good to see guys, you know, kind of stand out. And one kid in particular that, that's looking pretty good from a passive standpoint is Spencer Rattler. Um, he's out there he's doing what he's supposed to do, getting the ball in the right places. And I'm hoping that him and Xavier Leggett can eventually get it going. Um, there was a couple times in one-on-ones where um, they Xavier just couldn't get any separation on the DBs on go route. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. Like I think right now they're in pass skill. But from a one-on-one standpoint, Spencer was spot on. But, you know, we're waiting to see if uh, Mr. Leggett can get it going. Tori, what's going on, man? It's Christian, man. I appreciate you joining us. You know I'm an Alabama guy. I got to ask you, have you been able to lay eyes on, I think, Chris Braswell, Justin Boyd, and then Will Reichert, I think, are our three guys that we have representing us. Have you been able to lay eyes on any, on any of those three guys, and how have they looked if you have been able to? I, I haven't had a chance to take a look at those guys yet. Um, you know, I know they're out there on the field, but it's just one of those things. I, I've been looking at the receivers and just kind of just locked in from that standpoint, you know, with the guys on the offensive side, uh, those skilled players. But I'm quite sure uh, when I get back out here, I'll be able to dive into and give you a better eval on, on how those guys are looking so so far. What about a quarterback? Is there a quarterback that's sticking out to you so far? Because I saw the, the roster. I mean, you, you guys are loaded with talent. I mean, every year you guys obviously have great talent. But I feel like this quarterback class, there's a lot of uh, talent right there. Is anybody sticking out more than the others? Um, I mean, it's, right now it's kind of even. Like I said, this is the first day uh, where guys are out here getting spinning around. And, you know, uh, Joe Milton looks the part. Um, like I said, Sam, Sam Hartman looks pretty good. Um, like I said, Spence looks good in the segment, you know, right before I just hopped on the call, so, yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens when guys go out there outside of 7-on-7, seven seven, but when they line up and, um, you know, do team, you know, one-on-ones or just team, and just seeing who can move the ball up and down the field on, on a short week. 
Turn out, you're scouting, you know. So what? What is, is their particular position group? I know you play receiver in the NFL and all that good stuff in college. But when you uh, took this job with, with the Senior Bowl and Jim Nagy, how does he kind of break those 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 up? Because you know, is based on your experience and what you played, or just just different position groups? Yeah, so it helps when because you know, there are multiple ways you can get into scouting. Um, for us, you know, I'm talking about everybody on this call. We're all former players, so you know, we it's easy for you to stick to your position. You know, with you know, with you guys being great D linemen and me being out there on the perimeter, staying away from the big guys, I know what coaches are looking for, especially uh, in, in 2024 when it comes to these you know tempo offenses that these NFL teams are trying to run. Um, you know, OG back when you played, guys run center, you know, was, you know, you know, 21 personnel or you know, two backs or whatever and tight end and being able to run the football. But now uh, with these teams going in 11 personnel, wanting to spin it around with three receivers um, and, and a tight end, you know, being able to evaluate a kid on how he looks in the pocket or how he looks under duress or how he commands the huddle uh, really matters a lot because the amount of money these young men are being paid for being first-round picks or being franchise players, you know, this right here gives everybody a, a snapshot of, um, what those guys could be in the future. Tori, what would you say is the most important factor of being down in Mobile? When I was down there, uh, I was injured, so I couldn't play in the game, but I still was able to go into all the meetings. I still was able to meet with the scouts and all the NFL staffers and whatnot, and I knew how beneficial that was for me just speaking with them because at first I was like, man, I'm, it's unfortunate I can't physically be out there, but after being down there, and I'm uh, very appreciative of Jim Nagy for still extending that invite, um, that definitely you know paid off for me. So how would you rank it, or would you say that it's balanced, you know, the off-field portion that the guys are doing or the on-field? Which one would you say holds more weight, or would you say they're about even? I think they're both even, but you definitely want to interview well because now that's the opportunity to where we can figure out who you are with the helmet off, um, right. you know, what motivates you, um, who's been, you know, who's in your life, um, who's helping you with this process because now – not only is a team drafting you, but they're also drafting your family. And something we're starting to see in social media is that, you know, certain families or uh, different teams are, you know, going out and saying things. And you want to make sure you can keep that stuff close to the vest because it's hard to win at a high level. You know, something you've been able to do, you know, win SEC championships and being part of national championship teams, you know, you, you want to keep that stuff in house. So um, it's important for these guys to sit down and be able to just, you know, share that they can be a pro and, and, and handle the rigors of being a pro, you know, a, a pro athlete because it's tough. You know, you don't get any days off and, you know, they pay you a lot of money, but you, you got to go out there and perform when, when it matters most because if not, they're going to replace you with somebody else in the senior bowl the next year. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it's very competitive, but that's why we love to do this. I feel like, you know, what you do on the field helps, but definitely off the field, that's what can separate. Uh, these guys when it comes to, you know, being drafted in certain slots. Tori Gurley, I guess, here on the Miller's Edge, former South Carolina wide receiver, played for the Packers, played for the Browns, and then, of course, are over in Canada as well, now scouting for Jim Nagy. Also was a regular on TV for a while uh, with Paul Feinbaum and, and others on the SEC Network, so he's a man of many, many talents. So so we look at this stuff, but how much really does the Senior Bowl help? You know, we see certain guys that say, no, I'm not going to risk getting injured. Uh, I'm good. My, my, and the big guy in the sky don't lie. Look at my film, and they don't come to these things. So I'm asking you, how much 
Kenny Gallagher and Chris Braswell played at Alabama defensive end. Uh, very, very good football player. But based on how they play, he played more with his hands in the dirt. This is a chance to showcase that he can be a 3-4 type outside linebacker. How much does this help a guy like him? Oh, gee, it matters. It truly matters because you're getting to go out and work out in front of all 32 NFL teams, front offices, owners, general managers, head coaches. So when they can watch you do multiple things, you know, you're interviewing for every team. So you get you can get drafted to the Giants, but what to say later on in free agency, you know, if the Giants don't want to read you up, you know, you might have to go to Minnesota or you might have to go to Dallas. But that same coach that you worked out with at the Senior Bowl that was there is like, man, you know what? I love Corey, and we want to make him the highest pay. Instead of paying Michael Parsons, I want to pay Corey. We're going to make him the highest paid defense end or linebacker in the, in, in the league. And, and a lot of that stuff starts with right here, you know, just the foundation of being around different teams and having that opportunity because at the NFL Combine is speed dating. You know, you're there for three days. And those conversations go quick. You know, everything is two to three minutes in and out, in and out, in and out. But the senior bowl is more of a relaxed environment over a week span that you can build that relationship and you just never know where it's going to take you in sport. Tori, I hate to do this on our station. You know, we, we got a lot of Alabama fans listening, but you were, you were a part of the, the Carolina team that, that beat Alabama back in 2010, right? Yes, sir. Man, tell just what went into that game. I, no, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Now, I know y'all, y'all were a good. No, no. Look, I'm I'm, I'm asking because I know y'all were a good squad. Y'all y'all had athletes. You, I mean, Lattimore, Alshon, Jeffrey. Yeah, I know you yeah. had good players, really good players. But I just want to go into your mindset going into that game. Like, how confident were y'all going into that game? That y'all could beat a team like Alabama, kind of coming up with that big upset. Right, number one. Yeah, because Alabama was number one, and y'all y'all came yeah. up with a big upset. So just kind of what was y'all's mindset as a team going into that week? Were y'all extremely confident, and, and or were y'all surprised by y'all's upset? Well, most importantly, we got embarrassed the year before. Um, we're the reason why Mark Ingram won the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> you know that game alone, <laughs> and, and, and that's all they kept showing the entire time during you know his Heisman ceremony was. Him breaking tackles and just, I mean, it looked like a peewee football game out there. He was a man amongst boys. So mm. defensively, those guys were already fired up. You know, they're like, look, we're not going to, we're not going to allow this guy to come in our, in our stadium and beat us when it comes to running the football. And then offensively, um, we finally were able to put it together. You know, we had guys like Steven Garcia, Alshon Jeffrey, Marcus Lattimore, the whole offensive line from Jarrell King to, see, I'm, hell, I, we probably had as many pros on our team as Alabama that year. Like, if you go back and you go look at that roster, we probably neck to neck when it came to guys that actually played in the league off that one team. You know, mm-hmm. so that was something we were we were prepared for it. And, and most importantly, is home field advantage. You know, in the SEC, um, even at a place like Vanderbilt, you know, if you go in there and you sleepy, you know, they can they can get after you for a half or, or, or two, but. Um, us, you know, having William Bryce behind us and, and getting those stops and scoring in that opening drive, we just knew from there it, it gave us a shot to do what we had to do. And, and you know, just hats off to the O-line and, and Marcus and Steven. You know, they, they played unbelievable. And, you know, Alshon did what he did best. And, I mean, we were able to come out of there with the win. And it was the first time that Alabama had to play from behind. You know, they were in a real deficit that, you know, the things they were used to doing with running the ball, handing it off to Trent or Mark, we kind of we, we took it away from him and enforced Greg McElroy to be a passer, and we had Stephon Gilmore on Julio Jones. You know, so it was, 
mm. you know, all pro versus all pro. So yep. now I think on the other side of the field was like Marquise Mays, and we we were able to contain him, and you know everything else literally just fell into place where you know we had the crowd on us and we got some breaks and we got pressure, and once we took you know Bama out of their game plan, we were able to get out of there with the win. Yeah, that was a wonderful game. I was actually covering that game and remember doing the uh, post game from the top of William Bryce Stadium. Uh, how excited the fans were after knocking down the number one team. I mean, between those two teams, I bet there was 30 NFL players there. I mean, you just sort of talk about these names like, wow. And the fact when you get uh, one of our YouTube extra guys on our live streams, so Stephen Garcia was on fire and he was. I guess he didn't drink the night before. Maybe <laughs> uh, from the Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be. That or maybe, or maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he drank yeah. the right beer. Let, let, <laughs> let, let, legend has it in his Gatorade bottle, it wasn't Gatorade, you know? So. <laughs> See? I mean, he played, he played better when he was on a little, little drunky drunk. I must ask you this. I guess while all them NFL players were NIL, I'll ask you this and we'll let you go, T. You know, we've been talking about, you know, Caleb Downs, a safety from Alabama, of course, uh, transferred to Ohio State with Julius Sanders, the number one quarterback, a per, you know, whatever recruiting service, uh, transferred to Ohio State. Alabama got a new coach behind the GOAT, Nick Saban and Caleb DeBoer. You know, it's kind of, you know, people all over the place with that whole deal. Uh, you work out athletes too. I mean, you work with young guys like I do, but you do more on the field stuff with them. Uh, you have several, several guys that have signed. Uh, Let us in the test to play college football at the highest level. Um, what's your thoughts with NIL and all this crazes that we're seeing right now with players, transfer portal? Just overall, you know, how do you see this thing changing, working out, staying the same? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like they need to put some guardrails around it. Um, I don't think they will. And the reason for that, you know, with us being former players, we know there are things that happen in football medically that can, you know, affect guys the rest of their lives you know we've all been a part of part of it where we've been injured and i think that's the number one reason why uh the ncaa doesn't want to step in and and call these kids employees because now it's just a opens up a different uh you know box of 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 problems um with that being said uh i just wish they would just kind of set it up like an nfl where it's like okay you know this is here's the cap you can spend x amount of dollars on these players and just go from there and make kids earn it. Because I, I never understood how you can go out and recruit a high school kid that's a five-star. How is he worth more than a guy that's currently on a roster that might be all SEC or all American with a draft grade? You know, so if you're going to give, you know, a high school kid one million, what does that make that all American, you know, pro prospect? You know, and, and you know, I'm not... Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, and I'm not counting anyone's pockets because, you know, I'm, I know there are some wealthy people out here, but that's got to be tough if you're a donor. It's like, well, who do I pay? You know, because every year if you're going back to the table and these kids want to rene- renegotiate after one season, that's unheard of. You can't do that in any business at all. You know, I, I can't name one sport where at the end of every season you can go to the table and say, hey, if you guys don't pay me, I'm going to leave. You know, that kind of sets uh, young men and young women up for, you know, a false sense of reality. Like, that's not life. You're going to have these same uh, – you're going to have the same attitude and demeanor about, oh, I'm, I'm above this and I can, you know, I, I can break this rule and or break this – breach this contract and go to another place, and it's not going to work out that way. So I'm hoping that, you know, they bring in like-minded people, maybe guys like yourself who, who have the experience, 
uh, maybe some other business people and be able to get a union together so everybody could be happy because I, we want kids to get paid. But, you know, this out here chasing the bag thing, you know, okay, you bounce around from school to school, but what's your legacy? You know, and something you guys are proud about, man, you wear the Alabama with, with pride. You know, you can go back and, and share with yeah, your wife. Yeah, we tell them again, like, I'm in South, these people questioning my my allegiance to Alabama because I, I called, Tori, will you tell them how much, when I covered the game when you was playing, even before then, I've always kept it real. Whether South Christian, even that believe me, was South Carolina or Alabama. Now they say, oh, you're not an Alabama fan because you don't. Will you tell them, folks, I've always been this way? <laughs> uh, since day one. Since day one. And literally from, you know, Christian, you get to go back and share with your family. You being a player at Alabama and Corey, your legacy being a Hall of Famer at the University of South Carolina. Like, you can wear that with pride. But if you, how do you tell your kids, yeah, daddy played at five different colleges. You know, it's just, I can understand if it was the NFL, but you know, you got five different jerseys on the wall with your last name. That doesn't, aesthetically, that doesn't even look right on the wall. Like, yeah, you got, you played at Bama, then you played at Auburn, and now you got a South Carolina jersey. It's like, it, you know, you can call it being old and set in ways, but you know, they got to do, they have to do right. They got to be better because your legacy is, is going to live on and you just don't want to be a kid who, you know, took advantage of being a high school, uh, a college player, man. You want to be somebody that can go back and, and represent that school with all the pride and respect in the world. No doubt about it. Good stuff. My boy right there, that's Tori Gurley. Tori, we appreciate you, man. Have a great week down there. I'm not going to get some gumbo or this is, uh, <laughs> you know, Mardi Gras, eat some gumbo. And what else you going to eat while you're down in Mobile? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's great stuff everywhere here, man. I, I thank you guys for allowing me to be on your platform. And I love seeing you know, dad and son work together and, and do something special, man. This is beautiful, man. Keep up the great work. Yes, sir. Appreciate Appreciate you, you, we thank you so much. All right, there you go. Story Gurley, former Gamecock wide receiver, part of that 2010 team that beat Alabama, played years in the NFL. Of course, in Canada now, he's covering uh, the uh, recent senior balls of Scout. So, uh, appreciate his time down there. Quick timeout. We got some calls. 205-342-9904. Take some of those. Your app message is tied 100.9. And we'll do all that. We'll still do some good business right here. We've got half an hour left of the show. As they talk Tide basketball, don't miss the Crimson Tide basketball pregame show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18, VA, VS, 050, the ABA, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
going back into this this day Tuesday. I'm forgetting the day of the week, no. <laughs> this Tuesday edition. It all runs together. Of the Miller's Edge. It really it really does all run together. But um of the Miller's Edge right we here on top of point nine. No, yeah, no. I know, right? It doesn't really matter at this point. Twelve thirty AM WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's Art Sport Experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain, just don't don't feel right. Head on over to the Good Feet Store, let them check you out. You won't be disappointed. They've got premium arch supports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate that pain. They get you in that proper balance. That way, all your joints, ligaments, everything is in sync. You start feeling much better. So go check them out again. It's in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. But if you're not here, you can always go to another store. They've got them all over the place. You can find out where the closest store is at goodfeet.com. And you can also schedule an appointment and get there. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. Noah, I think we had an app message or two if you want to get to that. Um, and then we can hit the phone lines. But, yeah, let's start with app messages. Yeah, we got app message from KJ in Atlanta. He's talking a bit about uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. He said, Jordan Reed, who's an ESPN analyst, has Kool-Aid McKinstry as his first corner off his board at 13th to the Raiders. Kool-Aid and Terrian seem to be brothers. Can't bring one down to lift the other up. I wouldn't say it's bringing one down. Yeah, how KJ always find <laughs> one guy support? Come on, KJ. Who, 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 what's the guy name that got him at one? I don't know, some guy from ESPN. Jordan Reed. Yeah, I mean, but everybody's going to vary. I I don't think it's just that. I mean, Mel Kuyper, at least, and I I know Mel Kuyper is wrong a lot of the time, but if you talk about, I I hate even saying the standard for these draft marks, but he kind of is, though, even though he's not always right, but he kind of is like the the face of of mock drafts. Um, Look, all I'm saying is I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say you're pulling one down to bring them up. At least I didn't take what you said by that. I mean, because I even said, because I disagree. I think Kool-Aid still is a phenomenal football player that still is going to get drafted high. Um, I do think that he probably could get in better shape. I do think that he, he probably probably could be in a little bit better shape, but I also know that he has a really good work ethic, right? I, I, I've, I know that he's a good student of the game. Coach Saban was very high on Kool-Aid, right? He worked with him, you know, firsthand. So I, I believe in Cooley. I think he's going to make a, uh, a very good NFL quarterback. NFL I, but, just... but I'm with you, though, in terms of Terion, though. I like Terion for his upside. Um, yeah, Terion, and not even just that, because he definitely had the production this past year. But when I look at Terion, Terion's going to test better than, than Kool-Aid. That's just a fact, right? Talking about a guy, I'm pretty sure he came in as a safety, so he's probably got some versatility there. We've seen Terion line up as a slot corner at times. Right, Terion has a little more versatility, in my opinion, and then you combine that with the athleticism and now the production that he displayed this past season. Um, I think he's caught a lot of attention from NFL scouts and staffers, so I would not be shocked if we see him end up going high. I mean, you got to look at it almost like a look at it like the running backs that we've had in the past, right? You take a guy like Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs wasn't necessarily the most talked about running back that we had, but people that were close to the program or us that played there knew this dude might not be RB1 for us just because we have so much talent and we're playing other guys. But I'll tell you right now, I knew Josh Jacobs was going to probably have one of the best careers, if not the best NFL career out of the running backs that I've been playing with. Uh, I, I'm not – I'm I obviously got Derrick Henry. I got him at one. But I'm just saying, like, for a guy that wasn't necessarily running back one here – we all knew just looking at him, Mike, because I practice against the dude every single day, right? Dude runs the ball, angry as hell, hard as hell. He can make you miss. He's shifty. He can catch the football out of the backfield. 
I mean, like, there's nothing that Josh can't do. Our, probably our best pass blocker, right, which is key in the NFL. So all I'm saying is I could I could see that being this type of situation where Kool-Aid was a more talked-about guy uh, in college, but Terion is a guy that was kind of like a sleeper. Then he finally started having more and more production, and then um, he really might hit that, that next step even further when he gets to the league. But I think both of them are going to have great NFL careers. Well, Two different types of players, mine. by the way. Yeah, but then you look at... You know, Kool-Aid being that name, you know, he was that. But we always talk about work ethic. We always talk about what you do when you get there, right? And I, and sometimes, you know, you can think of yourself a little bit high, more highly than you are. Maybe you think you're better than you are. And I kind of felt those moments with Kool-Aid this year. Uh, everybody's talking about you. Everybody's saying how great you are and all that good stuff. And you're not playing your best, and I and you know me, I get mad when the, when a guy won't hit nobody. I right. mean, he was he was a king of whiff when it comes to tackling. I mean, it's like, dude, you're not prime time. You're not Deion Sanders, right? You go to man, coach saving cornerbacks. Look at Marlon Humphrey, man. They come up there and they come with with a bad intentions, right? They come with bad intentions, and I saw that numerous times. I like him as a player. I think Kool Aid has a tremendous upside, but he has to learn how to work. He has to learn how to be even play smarter. Um, he's too casual. He didn't seem like he was invested all the time. Because I watch body language. I, I watch when they come off the field. And, you know, I want, I want people to seem like they're invested in what they're doing. And I feel like he had to step down. And I think there's no surprise that Mel Kuyper and others have Terry on Arnold, who did seem invested, who worked his tail off, right, that, that played better. That's just what it is. And I think Kool-Aid McKenzie lost money this past year at Alabama. And I'm not saying that he is not going to be top-notch player. I think Kool-Aid McKenzie is going to be fine when he gets there. Because what normally happens, a kid like that, when once he declares and goes in, they send him to out, you know, the agent sends him to whatever, wherever place he wants to work out, whether it be California, Miami, wherever, Dallas, and they get their body in phenomenal shape and, and they normally test a lot better than what we've seen. So I, I think he'll finally get it because it's real now, right? Because, you know, I was at the barbershop this morning, like my barber says, but listen, people will be like, so-and-so's trash and look in the NFL like, dude, you can't call nobody on that TV trash. <laughs> they play it at the highest level, bro. That's just the best in the world. Now, they may not be as good as, as O-line number one. They're not trash. I'm like, these people are crazy. They don't understand the difficulty in trying to play NFL football is not easy. Right. Uh, that's the reason why there's a you know one percent chance that people make it. So, right. uh, but I do think he possesses the skill sets uh, to to be a good football player. Uh, hopefully, he gets his mind. I mean, because really, what separates one from two or two to three, or one, the guy that makes the roster to the one that doesn't make the roster, and a lot of time it's in the minds between the ears. What happens between the ears with those athletes? Because I promise you, I've seen dudes, man, their locker's cleaned out, and you go, wow, what in the world happened? That dude could play, and then they keep this guy, yep. right? It's just like, it's crazy. I mean, so. Well, then you think about the special teams, right? You only got 53 guys on a roster. Now, granted, if you're a corner drafted in the first yeah. round, you're probably not playing much special teams. However, second round, or then you got a starter already, you probably see some. But any anything past that, those guys are playing special teams. A guy like Terion. He was phenomenal on special teams in terms of being a, a gunner. And then um, Kool-Aid, the same thing as a returner. He has that returning ability. So that's one of the two different types of players. And, and you talk about mindset. 
you know, from what I've told, from what I've told, you know, Kool Aid definitely is a student of the game, but it makes you wonder that did maybe, you know, I'm not saying he had his sights on the NFL, so to speak, but you, when you compare the two, Terion had more of a, had, maybe he had to have more of a prove it mindset because again, he won, it's talked about versus a guy like Kool Aid who was, well, let's just face it, I mean, Kool Aid had to be receiving a ton of NIL money. I mean, the jewelry he displayed <laughs> on game days was worth six figures alone. So, I mean, I, again, I'm not accusing him of anything. I don't know. Well, I, I just cool. know that, that I, I'm not going to sit there and be that guy to say, oh, well, he won. I agree there was times he didn't have that same level of intensity, in my opinion, just from, from what I was seeing. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe he had an injury or maybe he had something. I don't know. All I know is just I do think that there was times where there was a little bit – of a lack of intensity, whether it was, you know, opportunities to make plays on like tackling or, uh, go ahead. All the people in the top row of the church and the back row leaning close up to pass to tell you this. The big eye in the sky, they don't lie. Right? We could try to sugarcoat and be nice, but turn the tape on. Yeah. <laughs> if you turn the tape on, it ain't gonna lie to you. Is there, it is what you see. Is there anybody yeah. else that you look at, um, that, that you got high, I mean, I'll, I'll name a few because I, I know I, I cover him a little bit more. So, Dallas Turner, let me ask you about him. How do you how do you see his game transitioning or translating to the the next level? We talked about Will Anderson and how like how well he was going to transition because he was played out of position. Do you see that same thing uh, being yeah. the case for Dallas Turner? I think both uh, Chris Braswell, my my um, breakdown analysis with them would be the same, Christian, because. Just like you, right? And and I trained you because I, I kept telling you, you got to learn how to play up, right? And your drops and, you know, curl flat and flipping those hips and things like that because you didn't do a lot of that. But see, you, y'all are the same. Yes, I did. I did. No, y'all did not do a ton of that. You played Listen, listen, listen. Handling. I did not say in the game. I did that every day at practice. No, I'm talking about in the game. That's okay, different. and that's in a game. I did it way more, though, than, than people realize. I mean, I, I played off the ball. So I get what you're saying. Now, I was the same player. Right? I get what you're in saying. My two, last two years, I played my hand in the dirt. I knew I was a 3-4 outside linebacker. Right. Right? And when Bill Parcells called me, he was saying, I'm going to move you because he already knew Right, my first two years at South Carolina, I was an outside linebacker. My last two years, which I made a Hall of Fame as a defensive end, right? I didn't want to play defensive end, but that's what the team needed me to do. I did it. There was an NIL back then. Had there been as a month, I'd have been gone. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I did what I needed to do. But when I got to the combine, what I had, they all, I was with the linebacker coach. I was inside linebacker, I was outside linebacker, and like I told you, I played all, all four of those positions. Right. Right. Be, you know, so Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner, same thing. And, you know, I talked to Chris when we had him on the, on the YouTube Extra, you know, how work on those hips because that's what they're going to want to see. Because a team that drafts you that's running the 3-4, they want to see can you play, stand up and play. Because to me, both those guys are true Sam outside linebacker. That's what I played for nine years, right? I played on the strong on the running strength, the tight end side. Can I take on the tight end? Can I get, you know, all the stuff you be talking about, jamming them in space? And then we played a lot of over, right? Where I had to play off the ball now. Over means there's five of these in the front over. Now I back up and I play like, like an inside linebacker. So I had to learn how to play that way. So I see both those guys having to work on that with their trainers transitioning. We know they can rush the pass and we know they can play the run because we know they say they talk to you and all. That's a big thing. Face and hands, getting extension on, on the block, getting rid of the block, 
you know, those types of things. So we know you can do that. But the big question is when you play football today, you better be able to play in space. It's just football on grass. You better have quick hits. You better be able to bust to the flat. You better be able to open those hips to get to the hook. Tackle you better, in be, space. You better be able to uh, carry that tight end down the seam when you're playing cover two. All these different things that those two guys will need to have to show scouts they can do. But uh, after watching them and looking at their athleticism, there's no doubt they'll be able to do that. All right, quick break. I think this might be the final break of the show. Come back. We'll take the last couple of calls and uh, we'll pass it on to Ron Fowler in the game that's coming up following the Miller's Edge. We'll be back in just a moment. Keep it locked right on the tide. 100.9 1230 AM WTBC. Back in a moment. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's a hump day edition of the show, which means we'll have a little Would You Rather Wednesday. Also, we'll continue to look at the Tide and we'll review the Alabama game against Georgia. We'll have those conversations and more. The phone lines are always open at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. We look forward to interacting with you right here on your home for Alabama. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 61. Becoming cloudy tonight, we could see a few sprinkles, the low at 36. For tomorrow, sunny and cooler, the high 52. And Thursday, a sunny day with a high at 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Here we go. Oh yeah, I'm I'm educated on music. <laughs> nah, I, I see that. Like, what's your favorite? What's your go-to? I'd love to know that. It's always changing. I just got to keep listening to the new stuff. New stuff all the time. Like, who's your hottest hottest uh, singer right now? Taylor Swift, probably. Oh, come on. No, oh, I'm not saying you. Uh, no, no I've been listening to uh, this uh, punk rock uh, performer, uh, Charlotte Sands. She has a new album that came out last week, so I've been playing that on repeat. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. What is punk rock? It's a genre. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like like Green Day. If you ever heard Green Day, that. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Green Day. I heard of Green, Green Day. Day. What about like Three Days Grace? No, yeah. I mean yeah. that song. It's a beautiful um, day. Probably some. Oh, that song? Maybe some Christina Aguilera. Maybe. I like her. Huh. You probably do like Taylor Swift. You just mentioned several women. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He probably got a couple on on his playlist. Yeah. You wouldn't right. be shocked. Punk rock. Oh, my friend, Steve. Okay. Ramon. I'll have to play some for you tomorrow, so I'll educate you. Right. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to hear that. No, uh, did we ever wacky, get to the... Oh, no, we did get to that message. I'm sorry. We got to get to the call. Yeah, that's what Well, Johnny says on YouTube, actually, that Green Day is not punk. No. It's alternative. I, I would I would list those as more alternative rock. Yeah, like, uh I'm drawing a blank, and I used to listen to all these all the time. I listen to alternative rock, yeah. 
Most definitely. I grew up listening to it. I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of people actually did. I mean, did, like, Trapped, like, they're a good like band. Uh, kind of, I, did, I did grow up. I used to be a skateboarder mm-hmm. at, at one point. Yeah. All right, let's get that. Let's <laughs> if you Google punk, punk rock, Green Day's right at the top. I don't know. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny, Google Green Day. Because you know, my friend Steve showed me that. And Green Day was under punk rock. There it is. Right I there. think it can, it can vary because alternative also on my phone list. Because I got Green Day on my phone. That's under alternative. Yeah. I, I think it just it just depends. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Play some of them all. We'll figure it out. Let's go to the phone. Ellis, you're up next. Go ahead. How y'all doing this evening? Good. I, I gotta, I, my head is like, I have no idea what punk rock is. Green Day, Green Bay. Now, do you know what that is? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just, you know, they kind of get in the middle of the floor there and bang up against each other. Oh, no, no, that's what, that, you're talking about a mosh pit. You're describing a mosh pit. That's more <laughs> no, like, like heavy no, metal I know, great. I like it. I like just about every kind of music. I'm, I'm a music yeah, man. fan. I've what's, been in a mosh pit before. What's mosh? Oh wow! It's where what's people literally they every like everybody goes into a big crowd and they just start flailing their arms and punching and kicking. They're, they're, they're kicking and I'm punching the air, but people are getting hit. They, I mean, that sounds like violence to me. I know it is. It is. Kind of I was not into it. I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's. it's you know, people go to these heavy metal concerts and they do that. They just start uh-huh. swinging and flailing their arms, punching oh, and kicking. Yeah. Uh, heavy metal, weed. But did they smoke some pipes in there too? There's probably a bunch of there's probably all vapes. Stuff probably going vapes on. is what they do. Oh, they know the vape. Don't the vapes have the weed in them? The wacky stuff? Whoa, brother! I mean, well, I'm... now you come. Now you go to Bonnaroo and they smoke that wacky weed all the time. <laughs> and Rogers uh-huh. might be up in there with them too, moshing. <laughs> You just smell it when you walk when you walk around there. No, no thank you. Oh man, what's on your mind today? Uh, I just had to tell y'all about the uh, the food I had yesterday. You know, y'all told me to tell y'all about it. Yeah, how how was it? Would you would you order? It was I ordered the Gator bites. How how were those? Oh, you went to the Wild Game restaurant. Yeah, delicious. Well, it's a it's it ain't a restaurant. It's a uh, it's a food truck. Oh, oh, those are the best ones. And 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 that's and that's all that's all they serve is, is wild game, wild boar, venison, uh, elk, uh, frog legs. Uh, so you just you order just the gator bites. Yeah, the gator bites. Yeah, and they're and they're good. Oh, they was delicious. Nice. Now, did you dip them in any kind of sauce? I I use some. Uh, I got some water burger uh, spicy ketchup, jalapeno spicy ketchup. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the way to go. You know, Miss Amy used to do something cool when we used to play. Uh, we used to play Florida, or I think I actually saw that they did it this year when they played USF. Just because I know their their mascots, the the Bulls, I believe. But you know, it's a Florida school. But she'll bring in you know like Gator uh, for the players to eat. Um, Kind of, you know, in, in representation of the team that we're playing. So, I've I've tried yeah. Gator before a couple times when we. Uh, I've had Gator bites. I mean, I've had you know, I've had those. They, they kind Tastes of like chicken to me. Yeah, I'm gonna say chicken or fish bites. I mean, they're pretty good. But you know, when I start thinking about the Gators I see on the golf course, and like I can't even imagine that. That's what I'm eating. I, I think mm. I know the Bible said that everything God made was good, but but like it really. Ain't. 
Well, they serve rattlesnake too. Uh, I'll pass on that. Man, rattlesnake on the food yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you're not going to eat a snake. Rattlesnake on a food truck because you know what they clean. He probably just found a, a rat snake under his house and cooked it. <laughs> A rat snake is a totally different snake than a rattlesnake. Let, you Alice, know it's burnt up. It's all burnt up. You, no, no, I mean, I'm not saying goes, eating. Like, I'm just saying in terms of uh, just like the type of snake. A rat snake is much different than a rattlesnake. But well, let me tell you this real quick. I know we got to get out in a minute. But listen, this dude right here, Christian Miller, this guy came to my house one time, him and his friend, and I told him how, I mean, it looked like we had a field of squirrels in our backyard. I mean, they drove me nuts. I'm speaking like I want to shoot, shoot the turkey. I wish I could have shot every one of the squirrels. So he comes down there and gets a, a, a cage and sets the cage out and leaves the trap squirrels. And the next day he's boiling the squirrel, pilling it, and he eats, he, man, he's making dinner for himself. So Christian, you talking to the right guy that eats all kinds of stuff, wild game, it don't matter. But for me, <laughs> Pastor C. Miller, no, sir. I ain't that. I eat some fried <laughs> fish. I eat some other, but I ain't no squirrel. I'm not eating no possum. I'm not eating no frog. I'm not eating no rattlesnake. No, thank you. Those things are not right to eat. I'm sorry. Well, I, post, I posted it on Twitter this morning and the donuts I got this morning. You got to see the donuts I got this morning. Ooh, Lord. Yeah, we'll have to check those out. Before we let yeah. you go, Ellis, I will tell you this, though. A-Day's announced that it's going to be April 13th. I'm, I already know the answer to this, but I just got to confirm it. You will be at A-Day, right? Yeah. Oh, with bells on. Wait a minute. Don't, uh, well, Alabama, bells? Hold on. What kind don't, of bells? Don't wear any bells. I mean. bells? No, I'll have all my Alabama gear on. Put it okay. that way. All I right, will good, be man. there. Yeah, be careful now, because people forget they're going to hold your receipts. And and if you get down there for A-Day and you need to dress up Alabama, uh, with Alabama stuff, don't forget to go to Alumni Hall, right? That's right. Head on, head on over to Alumni Hall to get all the latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear for A-Day that they just announced will be April 13th. I know everybody listening probably will be in attendance. Coach DeBoer's first A day, so make yeah. sure that you are dressed. We're charging twenty five dollars a ticket for NIL. There you we go. Got a match Tennessee. So go grab your, your Alabama gear right now from Lemonai Hall in Midtown Village for the big day A day. Or if you can't make it in store, head on over to LemonaiHall dot com with the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Again, that's Lemonai Hall right there in Midtown Village or LemonaiHall dot com for the latest and greatest sure. officially licensed Alabama gear. Ellis, we appreciate you, man. We, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. Y'all yes, have a good evening. Us. You Be too. Well. Enjoy them donuts, whatever them things are, and that rattlesnake. Boy, that's nasty. <laughs> I know one thing. You eat some fried rattlesnake, you better have plenty of toilet tissue. Oh, wow. Yeah. But your butt going to be on fire. All right, we got to go big room <laughs> for the game, Ron Fowler. For my man, Noah Rogers, playing this great music. Christian Miller down in Tusco this Thank you to Tori Gurley down there at Mobile, recruit for Senior Bowl, scouting for the Senior Bowl. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll have Jim Nagy on this week too as well. And uh, we're going to keep it rocking and rolling. We appreciate all you on YouTube. Extra love, y'all. Be well. Enjoy Ron following the game. He's next. Right on the tie. Wonderful time. 